Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Bugsy. Welcome to Do It For Hip Hop podcast, episode 72. I'm so excited to be back. It's been a while, and I understand the fans are waiting to me to get on the mic and me to shed light on what's going on in hip-hop entertainment. But today, I got a very special guest. This young lady has been doing it real B.I.G. She is the CEO and founder of The Faith Group. She's been rocking and rolling, highly educated, M-A-M-P-S, J.D. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give it up for my girl, C.C. Shell. Welcome hey, I'm right here. Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. I'm very appreciative. Oh, no problem. No problem. So let's talk about like how it all started for you, because when I see your journey, I see you just like all over the place. Tennessee, FSU, yeah. you know, ASU, right. <laughs> you, you're traveling, you stay, you stay taking on flights. So I just wanted to know, like, why was your journey that way? Because I know we talk behind the scenes. You wanted to explain like why you took that journey the way you took it. Um, God's plan, one. Okay. Um, but, but two, I think it's just different. You know, you have this track of, all right, this is what I want to do in my life. This is what um, I had planned on going. And then it didn't go the way that you wanted to do. That's mm. how I ended up going in these different places. So with me being an athlete and with me growing up and training mm-hmm. um, as an athlete and also doing school and then going to college as an athlete, um, okay. I had a goal of I wanted to be a neurologist. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to be a pediatric neurologist. That was that was the initial goal for my life. And um, so I did things to to prepare myself to become a neurologist. Right. So I did. You know, I learned how to sew. I learned how to play the piano. I learned how to play the violin. Um, I learned sign language. Right. Because if you're going to be a neurologist, um, you got to be really good with your hands. So, of course, I've learned the key of preparation at a younger age to prepare me for the end goal. Um, But the difficult part is being the student athlete, right? Because Mm -hmm. my bigger goal was being the athlete and being the athlete got me to college. So when I got to college, I didn't have the time for school because Mm -hmm. they say you're a student athlete, but you're really not. You know, you, you spend more time. Mm-hmm. putting in one-on-ones and practices and games and so all that student part really goes out the window so my goal of trying to be a, a neurologist or a doctor pretty much got deferred because it was like I was never in class and then it's like the classes I had to take I was like bruh you know it's just, <laughs> <laughs> like bruh <laughs> oh like that's not that's this is not it and you know I was kind of like by myself because all my time went to practices my coach would be mad because I didn't put more into one-on-ones and all that stuff, but okay. games and I was gone. So mm-hmm. that really much got deferred. And then when that got deferred, I had to figure out what to do with myself. So I was like, what can I do to make my parents happy, myself happy, and still make it work? And right. then that's when I found my passion. Um, like my parents would be okay. Since their doctors is like, okay, you could be an attorney. I'm like, okay, I'll be happy with that. I can right. just find my niche. And I'm like, okay, I like sports and entertainment. So I just finagled law with sports and entertainment and so now being at Florida State 
I was like, let me take these courses to prepare me for that because right. I was preparing my whole childhood to become a doctor. And now I don't have the resume and I don't have the skills to put me in front of becoming an attorney right. in the entertainment realm. So I procured all the skills trying to get the experience. And then when I left Florida State, I went to Nashville and got the master's at Tennessee State. And then I did sports marketing because I'm like, sports is where I want to be. And so that's when I really started my resume because you know, from three to college, it was just practice, 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 right? Because it was right. the main focus. Mm-hmm. And when I got to realize what my passion and what I need to be doing, that's when I had the chance to really start on my resume because I never had anything before. And so I'm like, okay, this is the route I want to go. What do I need to be doing? So I did sales, I did marketing, I did, you know, compliance with universities and Fox and things, ESPN to get as much experience. And then that transferred me over to Georgetown going to DC and get another master's in, you know, in sports business finance. And then I'm like, bam, you know, law school was the end goal. But right. I got marketing masters under my belt. And then now law school. And right. the business finance ended up working for Wells Fargo. So I was like a business banker. Um mm-hmm my own book of business but I knew law school was the end goal and so I ended up getting into law school uh, in Arizona Okay. at ASU and we finished law school and so now we have a sports marketing degree we have a business right. degree, and now we have a law degree and so right. now you know like Jay-Z says you know I'm a business man <laughs> so, Yo, let's drink today she definitely is yeah, there okay. let's drink today <laughs> And, you know, I find your journey very unique because nothing in my mind would say that CC wanted to be a doctor. Everything that I see, it's like, no, she was just strictly like, look, I'm trying to get with these, this jigger. I'm trying to get with all these hey, sports agents. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to finagle, finagle. I'm trying to smoke cigars with the big bosses. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be in the conference room with the PowerPoint. Like, what's up? Like, so that's what... When I vision, when I first followed you, I was just intrigued by like, hey, this this just ain't playing. Like, look at her, look what she's doing out here. So right. I was I was intrigued by your journey. I was just like, wow, Thank I you. definitely got to get her on the show. So, you know, here you and are. Now here we are, right? Finally, a year God's later. God's plan, like you said, God's like plan. Said, God's plan. But I want to piggyback to what you said because I I know for a fact that this industry is male dominating. Facts. But I also know when you get the education like you, like that, what you had, because you have so many different dynamics of your education. So it was like, even if they try to get you off on this, you'd be like, oh, I got that. So it's just it's, it's so many facets. Like you really right. can't do nothing with you. You can't right. put you on a box. So with mm-hmm. that being said, um, I know I understand why you took that journey, but I want to I want you to give advice to young women that might be afraid or might feel like, you know, I I didn't take your journey, but how can I still get in them doors? What would you say to that? Um, For sure, you got, I think me, it's my grit and grind. I think being an athlete taught me a skill set. You know, I I was a captain on the team. I was vocal. I was a leader. I was an exemplary. Um, And because of that, Mm -hmm. those characteristics, it's it's transferable into the work field and then you said it is a male dominated industry sports and entertainment period Mm -hmm. um but because i have that grit and grain like growing up 
Right. The way the reason why I was so good to be able to get a D1 scholarship to go to Florida State and play was because I played against boys, right? My I had an older brother and the only way to make me better was to play against faster, quicker, you know, that was just the way that I was I was raised. Okay. And so because I was raised like that, that's just me. And so right. being in the industry with men, that ain't nothing. I, I'm used to doing that. Like anyway. So I feel like if one, if it's in you and you're very dedicated, one, go for it, right? Don't let anybody tell you that you can't. Now, because you're a woman, it's going to be difficult for us because they don't want us in that door. Um, so you just got to keep on knocking. And, I, and honestly, even though I have two masters in a, in a law degree, I'm still knocking at the door. And I know we'll probably touch on it later, but because I'm still knocking at the door, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of knocking on doors. I'm tired of actually getting the foot in the door and because me still being a female and then add in I'm an African-American female, right. it's not being solidified, right? And I have all these things that got me there. I think there's that old, old tale that says, you know, for black women or just black, you know, the culture yeah. in general where it says like to get what they have, you got to have half, you got to have like twice as much as what they have to get half of what they have or something, you know, in the, in the yeah, like yeah, so it's yeah. like, if you're telling me I have to have twice as much just to get half, well, shoot, we've got four degrees, so what's up? You know what I mean? Like, we equal, but it shouldn't have taken me that much to get there because I already was equipped, but because right. society norm says, you know, the culture, and I'm going to say the culture as African-Americans, they don't expect us to get there. I did those extra measures to be like, I deserve a seat at the table. I didn't even need those degrees to get the seat at the table because you didn't even have degrees. Right. So I'm just going to tell the young ladies, like, if this is what you want to do, you just got to be aggressive and you just got to keep on pushing regardless of what they say. Now, whatever your overall goal is, then that would be the focus you need to track on. Like me, I'm trying to build, I'm I'm, going to change it up because yesterday I was saying I wanted to build an empire, right? So today I was thinking, I'm like, I'm about to get on this interview. This is about to go, you know, out there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I was thinking small now that Kanye became a billionaire. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do an empire anymore. I want to build a kingdom. Okay. So all those things that I've procured, I think it's just going to, it's just going to get me there. So people may say like, I've done a lot because you have, why do you have a master's? Why do you have two master's now? Why do you have a law degree? Like, you know, why do you have all that? But really, all those things made me who I am right. as a whole, right? Because right. now, if you wanted to run a business, you're going to hire an accountant, you're going to hire an attorney, you're going to hire, you know, a publicist and all that. But guess what? Cece learned marketing. <laughs> you right. know, Cece learned the finance. Cece learned the law. So now right. you don't even have to go to all these different experts. Exactly. A one-stop shop with me because I'm already thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. before, you know, you have to go to these individual experts to get the expertise that I'm already going to provide for you. And so because I did those, that's where my end goal is. And the only way for me to do that is that since I have the vision of making a kingdom, that's the only way going to put me in a position. If I'm small minded and don't have that grit and that grind and that passion to get ahead, mm-hmm. then where am I going to go? Right. But if I say now, forget an empire and I'm trying to build a kingdom, it's like, how do we get there? So now that I have a marketing standpoint, I have a business standpoint, and now I have a legal, I can put it all in contracts, I can put it all in writing, and I can talk that talk, and I, ne- I can negotiate, so you put me in the room, what's up? Right, exactly, <laughs> so exactly. I think that that's where my mind is and where I want to be bigger. I want to, I diversified myself. Right. 
you know, yeah, where education wise, most definitely. For sure. And then you gotta think about it bigger too, because even if yeah, it may give me into those doors or build my own kingdom, but I also know we don't you can't get mad at what you don't know, right? right. So right. if you can educate yourself and they always say ignorance is bliss. It's like, I want to know, like, I want to know my rights. I want right. to know what I can and cannot do. I want to know that even though I'm going to have my kingdom and even though I'm a, I'm a hire another attorney or accountant, guess what? I can do my own checks and balances because now you're not going to take advantage of me. So even if I let you handle my, my services or my you account. You can yourself. And that's what makes it, that's what makes it all the better because you can hire somebody all you want, but if you don't know that field, they can take advantage of you. Advantage and of you. It's lingo and lingo that you don't know when you like. Exactly. Off. Exactly. So. And then that, I think that's where I come into play because if I represent any athletes or entertainers, it's like I have your best interest in mind. I'm already thinking about these things mm-hmm. that maybe someone else may not think. And yeah. I'm not trying to take advantage of you because I'm not going to waste my time. Whereas yeah. you see a lot of these guys, I mean, they did a 30 for 30 broke, right? right. So you have guys that make millions of dollars and then when their career is done, they're broke, but yet their financial advisor is still Gucci. They're, everybody else around them is still good, but the person who brought in the money, the money is hurting. So it's like you bring in this team around you because you're entrusting them in your money, but you can't even do your own checks and balances because guess what? Just like me, when I thought I was going to be a neurologist at the three to the college to the pros, that's mm-hmm. all you was focusing on is playing. And so right. we entrusted someone else to do your checks and balances. So now it's done and over with you. And now you've got to do it yourself. You don't even know what to do. You don't even know one plus one. No shade, but that's where we're at. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. All you was on that one thing. And then you relied on another person to do it. And you couldn't do your own checks and balances. Look at Kevin Garnett. Recently, Kevin Garnett is suing his accountant because he stole, he stole like, $40 million from him. Like it, it was, it was a lot of money, but it was like, right. dude, you won championships. You had all this money. And now that you're retired and all that years out, now all of a sudden you want to, you want to sue your accountant when that was going all along. Right. He was doing business with you. Right. That's crazy. So I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, having that knowledge and to be able to provide that makes me a better person and also makes me a better candidate to the people that, I end up representing my clients because I have your best interest in mind. Let, let's think now. Let's think, let's be preventative and let's think the future. So like if you're 18, let's get this brand together. So exactly. by the time you are 40 and retired or 23, 24 retired, you still right. do, you know? Yeah. So this is a two-part question. So tell me about the faith group. How did that start? And also tell me what sports did you play? Because I didn't, we never got to like that, yeah. and how you got a scholarship in the D1 school. So talk, um, So really Keep the Faith came from, well, okay, let me go back. So before Keep the Faith, I had this, originally had a company called Prosper.Management. Mm. Now, I know that sounds, you know, it's Prosper.Means, Prosperity in Espanol or Spanish, excuse me. Um, And prosperity and making it. So I thought, you know, this was what God told me to use and I used it. But I also used it because I I created all-star games. I did that in Nashville. Um, So I've been on this for like 15 years. I've been putting in the work, you know. Um, And so I did all-star games for like five years in Nashville, Tennessee and Music City. Um, you know, all the college seniors, I would pick, you know, them and to do like a showcase a game and the three points. 
all that. So that was the name of my company. But then I'm like, you know, a lot of people couldn't say Prosperity Doc because everyone can't speak Spanish. So I'm all about brand awareness and marketing. So I ended up changing it. But prior to that, I always said to myself, keep the faith, right? I, I, that was just a saying that I always said, like, keep the faith, keep the faith, keep the faith. People will know me, just, you know, keep the faith. Right. That's the part where because I have a marketing background and because I know I'm dope, I was like, why not take something that I usually say and make it my business, right? Right. And so keep the faith. So faith actually stands for fighting adversity in the hardships. So even though, yes, I'm going to put on record that I'm a believer. I'm, I, I, God is my, my being, but keep the faith doesn't have to relate to religion. Like I said, faith is just a, an acronym. Faith right. means adversity and the hardships. So when you have these adversities and these hard times, the only way to endure is what? You got to keep the faith. Right. And now it's bigger than that because in a, in a, from a branding perspective, I want it to be like, this is how powerful I want to be. If anytime that anybody uses the phrase, keep the faith, mm-hmm. period, right? Just, right. you know, telling somebody whatever, you know what, just keep the faith. I want to brand my business so well that anytime that you say keep the faith, guess who comes to mind? Cece, right? right? So keep the faith. Faith has, keep the faith now has a logo because I trademarked it. I did it in law school, matter of fact. I sat in class. That's when you know you will be, okay? That <laughs> for class discussion, in my intellectual property class, that's my focus. Mm-hmm. One of the lessons for the day of the class was how to file a trademark. The professor said, does anyone have a business? Oh, you sitting in class with these young kids. No, right. you know, but they don't know any better. I've been having my business. So you're telling me, my professor, who is a licensed attorney in intellectual property for class discussion, he's like, this is how you file a trademark and he needs an example? Bet. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right? And yeah. In that class, he mm-hmm. bought my trademark for my company. Now, if you can't tell me that ain't no beast mode, and it will make even better, I mean, I have to pay an attorney to do it. That's when you know you bomb. And I'm going to say that in a humble way because I took advantage of being in class mm-hmm. and advantage of it and be like, well, if I'm an IP, he needs a class discussion, he needs an example. Well, I'm going to give you a real life thing. And all you had to do was do all the work for me mm-hmm. and talk to how to file it. And all I had to do was pay the money to do that bet. And now I got a trademark and I got to register. So now that I keep marketing, keep marketing, right? Yeah. I would be so big that, like I said, anytime someone just says the word, keep the faith, they think of my name, Cece comes to mind. Just right. like boy, right? You think a bad boy, you could just say the word bad boy, automatically I'm thinking Diddy. Right. Rock Nation, automatically I'm thinking Jay-Z. Jay-Z. So now anytime someone says keep the faith, you're going to think of CC. <laughs> anytime, anytime somebody say I do it for hip hop, you think of DJ Bugsy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. So that's the power of branding and the power of marketing. I got my shirt on. Listen, I don't, I don't listen. Listen. Yeah, so we got, we got the pretty attorney. Okay. Alpha Kappa Alpha. Shout out okay. to y'all. Shout out to the sisters. I see y'all. Y'all, y'all. Listen, when I was in Lincoln, y'all, they was, first of all, my freshman year, y'all wasn't there. Like, they was like, they couldn't be on campus. Mm. One more year, when they came back, they were shutting it down, y'all. Damn, that's what we do. The first and the finest. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> the first and the finest, yo. The first and the finest. Let's go. All right, so let's talk about the NFL Draft 2020 um, okay. and the memes and the things that came out. Right. So I do think that the Eagles are looking good. I do think the Cowboys are looking good. 
But the Cowboys' yeah. defense is horrible, so I still don't think they're over the Eagles. What's your thoughts? Oh, okay, because you in Philly, so of course you were Eagles fan, and it's funny that you brought up the Cowboys. Well, so I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm a 49er fan. You're a 49er. Okay, well, yeah. shoot, because you know I'm at ASU, so Brandon Ayuk, who just came out of ASU. Okay. Just got 25th pick or 24th pick to the 49ers. So first round, shout out to him, my receiver. Let's go, ASU. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. I'm only going to be I'm I'm only excited because because I'm a female in in this industry in this league. Right. Um, right. Nicole Lynn is a female agent. Okay, and she's actually with Young Money, and okay. she's a black woman. Right, so I'm I'm gonna support her. So she right. had Jalen Hurt. She represents Jalen Hurts. Okay. You know, Jalen Hurts was Alabama's quarterback until he got hurt, and then two right. was five. Right. So she ended up procuring him to represent him. So I thought that was pretty dope. And yeah, so yeah. she actually represents Jalen Hurts, even though he went to Oklahoma, and and they had they started out really well, and then they fell off. Okay. Um, but he ended up getting drafted like in the second round. I think that's the only. From the Eagles fans, they're very upset. The Eagles right. fans are very upset about this draft. Right. I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. So really, I'm like, whatever. But I'm only excited because of Nicole, just because she's a black woman. Okay. She had Trent Williams, who was the number three pick. Right. And he went to the Jets. So it was like, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for, yeah. you know, Anyway, everyone black, but particularly our black female, especially in this lane, because it's how difficult it is. And then this sister, you know, got a number three pick in the NFL draft. Oh, yeah, that's dope. This year she got a, I think he number ten. But she got a ten, you know, top ten pick in the round still. Okay. Hurt, so she killing it. And so I'm still gonna go with my Cowboys because look, they picked up CD. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's the boy that had the phone. He took his phone from his phone. From the girl. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yo, I swear these dudes do not be caring about these girls. These athletes do not care. They don't. You know? they, don't. they don't. And I thought that was funny because when I saw it, I was like, bro, and it was on national TV. Like right. when it happened, like you got caught. It's different. When the camera wasn't on, it was like exactly. that, that moment when the whole world is watching at you was the exact same moment we saw that you was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you ain't getting that phone. You ain't getting this phone. I was <laughs> like, oh, that phone going to Mom Dukes. <laughs> Look, Mama, wait, I saw someone comment talking about, you see Mama Dukes' leg just shaking like this, 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 this. You know, I really want to say, you know, you know, you know. I don't know how real you want me to be, but Mama was like, this hustle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This <laughs> and then and then the white girl, she was on the mom was like, no, split that shit up. You ain't you ain't <laughs> ain't no little white little little mixed babies running around in nine months, baby. Wait, wait, bro, that was on that was on national TV because she was sitting on his lap and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, here go the camera, and you couldn't really see her face, and then she ends up hugging him, and then right. mama come and snatching her up, and they about to like wrestle. You see, oh boy, take the hat. He was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was ashamed like a motherfucker. He was salty as shit. But what made it worse, I don't even know why the mama really honestly did that because for whoever the, the chick was, yeah. she had to be some type of worth for the fact that she was even 
there on the draft day on his lap at the moment regardless the camera came. So for the mama to even really do that, it's like, bro, well, she got to be doing something for her to even get to that point in the first place. So for her to snatch her up, it was just like, what was exactly. it? I didn't get that part when I, because of where I'm thinking, I'm like, I didn't get that. But when people don't see it and now that part went viral, right? Uh, it went viral. Viral bug. Everybody wants to have the viral bug. Yeah, and so um, I think it's crazy, but I will say I'm glad that I saw those moments than previous drafts where you see these young guys have kids on their laps. Um, okay. As an older, you know, older woman, one of you know one of my things is like if if I have these clients, I want to be able to educate. I want to empower them, you know. And right, exactly. it's unfortunate where you see these 18 because these guys are getting drafted really young, right? Right. They become millionaires overnight, mm-hmm. so it's like. You're 19, maybe 21 at the oldest, right? Because you can go your junior year. Mm-hmm. So 21 maybe at the oldest, but then you have this four-year-old sitting on your lap. Right. So it's like you've only been in college for like three. So that means you knocked her up in high school. So then I'm, it goes further to me because I'm like, now you're getting the females involved. And then mm-hmm. as a female, it just frustrates to me that where are we in the world now where these women are okay to be like, oh, we play football. Oh, he played basketball. Then me, woo, 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 right? And then right. you're not thinking about the consequences. Now, dude's just, you know, living the life because he's probably whoever he is. But chick is really out here. Right. Demon. Like, you you can't sit here and tell me that you're not in high school because you haven't even reached, you haven't even experienced life, you haven't even experienced college to know that, no. all right, even even if you experience college, a lot of times you still really ain't experienced life because you're still under that hub of education, Right. And being instilled morals and vials from an educational standpoint. So right. you still have spirit real life, paying bills, mortgage. Exactly. That's that's the real life. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And so I can't really blame the male. I, I also blame the female. And as a female. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 you heard it, what Jay-Z it, and R. Kelly said, power to P-U-S-S-Y. So. Yeah, facts. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's facts. Like, listen. <laughs> The girls run the world. All right, so before we go, I do want to end it with, like, your feelings on, like, hip-hop from a female perspective because, you know, we did touch behind the scenes about Nicki Minaj and colorism. So what's your your feelings on female hip-hop before we go? I just want to know who you listen to, who you bang with, who you feel like is representing womanhood in the correct way. Do we still need that go-to person like somebody like Rhapsody who is representing the female in the right way, in my opinion, as opposed to Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, they always kind of like everything is sexual, sensationalized with sex and all that. So what's your thoughts on female hip-hop before we go? I'm in agreement with you. Um, I'm deeper. I'm a storyteller. So I like the Rhapsody. Like I I bring, I love that. It's just unfortunate that society says that only way for women in that industry to make it is that sex has to sell. And right. I think that's why Megan is doing what she's doing. No shade to her. Some of the things I'd be like, bro, you don't even got it to even really be flaunting it, but it's selling. So you got it. <laughs> um, so I, I get that part, but at the same time, it's unfortunate because if someone's really talented, mm-hmm. you know, I remember Saya. You remember, I don't know if you remember Saya from, she was even on like a, they had the reality TV show because you had, Old girl Brianna from Miami and Sa- oh yeah 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 I remember that yeah, you know she is stud and she don't have that sex appeal but her rhymes is pretty dope so right. I feel like 
as a woman, the only way for you to really get ahead is like you have to sell sex. You have right. to have this image. And it's unfortunate because someone like me, I can write, but I'm not going to be out with, I'm also going to be an attorney and all that. I'm not going to be, you yeah. know, put myself out there like that. So I think that's just unfortunate. And then with Nicki Minaj, the only thing that bothers me is that to me, she's light skinned. To me, it's a, I am, I'm more brown skinned. I'm on the dark skin. So I get her objective when she made saying colorism is a thing. But colorism, she ain't, she, I feel like she hasn't faced colorism as I face colorism. And no, she, I don't think she had it either. I don't think she faced that. She had a valid point to say when she collectively put African Americans, African Americans compared to, to Caucasians. She had a valid point on that. Well, as a black person, you light skin, honey. I'm brown skin. So I can tell you real fact that right. in the industry, colorism is real. And as a brown skin woman, I feel like we have a harder time. That's the same thing Big Fendi said. She was like, brown skin women have a harder time because... Look at Remy Ma. She brown right. and she don't get blame, the flowers she deserves. I blame all the other male rappers. I blame all the other male entertainers because even like Diddy and all them, even Jay-Z, because all these high powerful influencers have light skin chicks. Every video that you see is a light-skinned, exotic-looking chick. So now these young kids who want to be in music or these young or these people who are going to be the next whatever right. from athletes, they're thinking the only way that to be successful or feel like they did is to get a light-skinned chick. So someone right. like me that I keep myself together, I feel like you know, I may not be bomb, but I, I feel like I'm decent enough. But because I'm brown, no, you, you, you good, you good, you got, you got, you got the check from me. You good, <laughs> but I'm not getting looked at. And I can tell you an example. I went to Dre's in Vegas, right? I know the GM. GM, call him. Woo woo. Have you been to Dre's in in Vegas? No, but I know about it. Where they have like fad and me, right? Drake, the and, the yeah. beat, right? Yeah. So for me to know the GM, I can call him up and be like, "Hey, I'm here." Woo woo. But then one time, I think it was NBA Summer League, I went, and this was after the fact that I think Chris Brown was going viral. Well, he already went viral. But it was the issue of the colorism because a brown-skinned woman said that mm -hmm. she wasn't allowed into his section because they prefer the light, the light bright. Skin or whatever the case. And so security was literally rejecting regardless if she was cute or not, because he had his type and his preference of who could be allowed in that section. And so right. Andre's, the same thing happened to me. So I know the GM, he knows what I bring to the table. That's why we can have that connection that we have. And like that same day, because of NBA Summer League, you had exotic chicks, you had the white girls, you had, you know, whatever, whatever. So we all collectively went in together. We'll go in the elevator, you know, the, the, the secret elevator to go to the secret place. But when mm -hmm. we got there, guess who didn't get to get in? So it's like you did, yes. And I can only—that's when I said I know for a fact colorism existed, and that's what bothered me at that day. Like I knew it existed, but I never really faced. But well, why he couldn't get you in? I was already. That's what. That's what pissed me off because I was already quote unquote in right because right. I was there. Then you had you know the Kim K girls, and then you had. The, the whatever oh the, the white girls that want to be the Tim K's and even if it was a light skin check and then you had me the the, the darker of the of the girls. But you're not even that dark though. I'm not, but you're brown skin. Hey, so I was thinking to myself like, "Ain't on CC. Better before I come up to ladies and shut shit down, man." They're not ready for me, but I I had to call them. And I'm right. This is the GM, right? This right. is the GM. So this is NBA Summer League. So that means you got 
the John Walls coming, you got the the Davises coming, you got the LeBron, you know, you have no, you got you got the whole pack. You have the whole pack. So at that point, it resonated to me about the Chris Brown situation because it was earlier to that. And right. for the fact that I'm on the same elevator with the same people. So when we got time to go into the section now, this is what's different for me. And I'm, and I'm going to say this in a, in a humble way because I move different, right? People mm-hmm. say, oh, you, you have the looks. It can be your advantage. So we're going to use it to my advantage. So that's the reason why I got on the elevator. But once I'm in there, I'm doing me. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I'm procuring. Right. Yeah. have different motives. So I'm going to get in. The same way they get in, but I have a different motive than because you trying to make connections. And so now I know that door can be open, whereas them they don't do what I do. So they really going in there trying to be trying to be sleazy. They trying, trying to be, be hood boogers. They trying to be hood boogers and and scallywags. <laughs> they want to they want to get impregnated and shit like that. I know how. So it goes. me, I'm playing it different because I'm like, all right, if I can slide in with them, then I'm Gucci, and then we can talk the talk because that's right. what I do. Exactly. Um, but when it was time for me to get in, he didn't let me get in. And I just was bothered by it because now I'm at Dre's on my, I'm at by myself, about to work the room, but I needed to be working the room. But if you don't put me in, it's like, bro, like, and Dre's is so big that if you're not in a section, you're not trying to fight. But I, I worked it out in my favor because that's what I do. But I was yeah. just pissed because I'm like, you're not going to bring me here. It was packed. And then you're telling my end. And that one section, of course, you had the ball players. And all of them in that one area, but all the chicks in there were like lighter than a paper bag. You know what I mean? And so to me, and then what made it worse that the GM is a black man with dress. <laughs> so I'm like, if anybody should get it, you can't tell me. And that's when I knew for a fact, for a fact, because I experienced it firsthand that colorism was real. Like you see it, I hear it because I'm in the industry. You see about it and all that, but that was the first time it ever happened to me, and I was just really pissed because I'm like, I'm here, and you didn't even acknowledge them. Same, I'm the same elevator. The rest of them, they got injected, like they just and and don't get me wrong, that was beautiful with the extra. But they wasn't natural though, like you. Matter at that point, they still they still had the look. But what bothered me is at that point, these men are telling, "Hey, don't let this is the preference that we want." Obviously, because you rejected me from the beginning in. And then I was on my own. And then it made it be like, well, you're in. So, you know what I'm saying? You should be happy about that. And I ended up texting him the next day. And I was like, bro, what was that? Like, and right. then he responded to me. He was like, oh, you wanted to be in there? And I'm thinking to myself, like, bro, like, I didn't know how to take it because I felt like he was coming at me like he knows what I do. As in, like, you didn't want to be in there. But I'm like, bro, but you know what I do. So I exactly. Like, in there so I can make my moves. And so I was really upset about that. And then he tried to play it off. And he's like, hey, Tom, blah, blah, blah. But it's real. And so that transfers over to just the music industry in general. So when I yep. hear Nicki Minaj, and I'm like, honey, you like skin, to be honest. And yep. Big City said you made it more difficult for the brown skin girls because now the everybody's like, oh, she, Nicki's doing what she's doing. So that means I got to do that to mm-hmm. get the attention that I need to, to get yep. that exposure. And I think you made it difficult. And she just yep. tried to make a valid point to be like, if I, as a black woman, try to go to Wall Street, against a white girl, the white girl's gonna win. Yes, that's valid, but if we're talking about culture to culture, you know, we culture in the same culture, and society says that brown-skinned girls, dark-skinned girls are not accepted. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like if an artist is listening to me right now, if you want to change the game and you want to brand yourself, I need that brown-skinned girl because there's more of us fans because every time you see a Trey Songz, every time you see a Chris Brown, 
every time and they see the girl, even okay, Trey Song's baby mama just came out, right? Yeah. Because of the stuff. People are like, even Drake's oh, even Drake's baby mom. She's like they're gonna be like, oh she's Little Wayne's mom. um so-called quote unquote fiance is light as shit. Like this is what they're going for. That's I don't know why. For. And so all the brown skin women are comments are gonna be like, see, y'all all go for the same girl. Y'all always take a light skin girl. She gotta have that good. And hair. then men know. get mad when women wanna be gay. <laughs> right. Right. But then now I feel like if you really want to strengthen your brand, Girl, get you somebody like me, you know what I'm saying? And right. then you change it because you're missing a whole pot of people because us brass skin women get mad because of course it's a fantasy that you want to be with such and such, such such. But if the world and all these people in these limelight are only saying light skinned girls, mixed girls, mixed babies are wow. it, and us melanin people don't have a chance, and half of these men come from black queens, exactly it's so confusing to me. Um, if you can tap into that, I feel like their brand was shut so much because people go yeah, like, oh, got him a brown queen, and then they're gonna be like, Yeah, I mean, look, like I like look, him. Look at Denzel, 30 plus years with Paulette. I mean, yes. look at that. That's that's what you call black excellence, you know. For sure, for sure, for sure. And if people can catch on to that and find that, then they're gonna be Gucci, you know. So absolutely. Well, CC, I appreciate you coming on Do for Hip Hop Podcast. Oh, you. check us out on IG Live at 8 o'clock. It's part two. You know what I'm saying? We getting busy tonight. You know what I'm saying? Busy. But, you know what I'm saying? But make sure you check out Dover Hip Hop Podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, DJ Buggy215 on SoundCloud. Keep it hip hop. Peace.